Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. White privilege is just an acknowledgement that our world is uneven. We live in a country that's unequal. All human beings share solidarity. All of us are made in God's image equally and therefore worthy of dignity. We're all ruined and rebellious against God and therefore calls us solidarity in sin. And we all need the same Savior. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Welcome in, welcome in to another Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. Hey, I'm Jimmy Hicks in the studio, of course, which can only mean Todd is out on the campus. This week, it's at Georgia Tech. He's running around looking for some students to have some conversation with. And so let's not waste a whole lot of time setting it up. Let's just get out to the campus now and see who it is that he's found. All right. There's a don't don't no don't dial that. I want to talk to you on the radio while you're walking. Is that OK, dude? I'm sorry. What? I have to go. I'll go with you. All right. Wait, wait, Is that stop. okay? Sure. All right. I'm asking one question. The last guy got kind of mad at me, so I'll, I'll understand if you get torqued at me, all right? Okay. Here, here's the question. What if I take a sock at you? Don't do that. Come on. What do you mean, come take on? Take one for the team. All right. I'll give it a go. All right. Here we go. How strong are you? What do you bench? Uh, not much, like 140, 150. Okay. I'm up for this. All right. Dude, do you believe in Easter? No. Why not? You're Jewish. That would explain it right there, wouldn't it? I know. I'm right. sorry. That's it. What are you apologizing for? My Jewishness. Why? I love Jewish people. I think you're smarter than Gentiles. I do, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not flattering you. I think that as a people, Jews are God's chosen people. And part of that is you're just smart, and I really appreciate that. Experience has shown me otherwise, but well, maybe. you're entitled to your opinions. You, you probably spent more time around you, but... Really, when you look at things like success in business, management, boy, I got to tell you, you got something going on, dude. But you don't think so, huh? Not really. Are you a practicing Jew? Yes, I am. Cool. How do you practice? What do you do? I keep kosher. Serious. I know. You do not. Pretty hardcore. You do not. Maybe that's why you can only bench 140. I'm kidding you. Don't hit me. It's a good reason. Okay. So you don't eat anything that is on the list. On that, you know. How many kosher laws are there? Uh, too oh, many. A lot. Yeah. And you're fo- why do you follow those laws? What's the point? Um, tradition. Well, a lot of work for a tradition. Is there a is there a spiritual reason? No. No. Is it to be pleasing to God? No. Got to help me out then. Why would you? Why would you? Deny yourself a lot of good eats. Have you ever had bacon? No, I haven't. It's real good. I know. Why would you deny it? For Now, isn't the idea to keep the laws for righteousness sake? That's the idea, but I've taken ideas and, you know, kept what I what I think is reasonable. Okay. You kind of old country buffeted. it. You picked what you wanted? Yeah. Okay. I would suggest to you the laws were for something else. This, there, this, this. there are other reasons for it, but I, I don't agree with those reasons. See, I, I, think it's, I think it's the opposite of to be righteous. I think the laws were designed to show us that we're not righteous. We can't keep them. We're not good, and we need a Messiah. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. That's what I think the purpose of those laws was. You see, honestly, I think the, the true reason for those laws is to separate Jews from the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I, I do, too. Separation... No, I do too. That would be your Exodus 19. But in a good way, so that if you keep all those laws, the world would look at the Jewish people being blessed by God, and they'd say, who's your God? I want to know who that is. Um, I guess. Yeah. Have you kept all the laws? Um, no. Huh. Have you told lies? Have you kept the laws of Moses? 
Have you broken them by lying, for instance? Sure. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Of course. Hmm. Have you ever uh, been sexually impure? You don't even have to answer if you don't want to. Of course. All right. So you haven't kept God's laws. No. What will God do with you if you've fallen short of keeping his standard? You die. What's God, what's God going to do? You see, the way I like to think of it is, you know, we don't believe in hell. So we, we don't have really the same kind of, you know, laws that most people do. So I don't think anything bad is going to happen to me. I'm probably not going to be, you know... So there's not going to be any justice in God's courtroom? Well, justice... Do you think well, God's going to let the rapists and the murderers just get away scot-free? Honestly, yes. But that's not just. That's not righteous. Yeah, and righteousness and justice... Fair, why, would, why would God be fair? Because he's fair and that's how we know that it's not fair. Otherwise we wouldn't have a clue. We wouldn't have an objective standard to know well, what that, it is. That's semantics. Okay. I think it's logical, but... Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Mm-hmm. Okay? He likes justice. He likes righteousness. So says a book. The Bible, right. The Written one that you're getting your people. laws from. Yeah. I know that I'm getting my laws from a book, but the book has been kept for generations. That's what makes it sacred, not its uh, origins. So what I believe about it makes it sacred, not what it actually is. Exactly. That sounds a little pagan to me. Almost. No, that doesn't sound like but it's holy because it's that's what it is. It's not pagan because, in the sense that it's called Judaism. I mean, it's not, it, it doesn't matter really what the label is or what it means. It just is. Okay. Now, why have you, personally, not because that's your culture, mm-hmm. I know the idea of Jesus and Messiah is almost as bad as eating non-kosher. It's like a, a very bad thing. Not to me. It's not. No, I respect Jesus. Mm-hmm. Who do you think he was? I think he was a wise man. You know that he claimed to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So was this wise man a liar? Mm, he could be. But he's still wise. Yeah. A thinker. A thinker. Okay. Passover. Mm-hmm. What was it? What happened on Passover? Do you still celebrate Passover? I do. Yom Kippur? Okay. What happened? What, what's, what was sacrificed for what reason on those holidays? An unblemished lamb mm-hmm. for the covering... Qatar, the covering of sins, right? So when you're celebrating Passover, you're reminded when the death angel passed over the children of Israel because a lamb that had come to live with his people, unblemished, was sacrificed, blood on the doorpost, and the death angel was passed over because of the covering of the blood of the lamb. Correct. Isaiah 53 describes mm-hmm. the Messiah as the innocent lamb who would brutally be beaten and killed, not for the covering, but for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. Because a lamb can't take away sins. Right. Only a God-man could take away sins because you need a representative because you're a man. Mm-hmm. And God's wrath needs to be satisfied. So a God-man, Jesus, was that unblemished lamb who died for the forgiveness of sins. Okay. That's what he claimed. You reject that, though, I'm guessing. I don't reject it or accept it. I, I don't know. Well, to not accept it is to reject it. If, so, for instance, what I'm basically just said to you, Jesus could forgive all of your sins if you put your trust in him. So if you don't do that, then you're rejecting it. Even if it's kind of a... Oh, okay. I, eh, I see that. Kind of an attitude. It's like the opt-out kind of... Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So why would you want to opt out on that? Because I, I like to think of the concept of our actions in a way that... I, I can't deny myself the responsibility that I feel like everybody has towards their actions. I don't think that anyone can die for my sins and 
take them away, take any action, any any meaning of the action away. I, I've done things knowingly that I, I know are wrong. I take responsibility for them. And if that means whatever, when I, when I die, I'm willing to face those consequences. But the consequences are going to be horrific because it's horrific. a sin against God. In some people's opinions. Uh, but you agree that someone who, who is a nihilist or someone who, who doesn't believe in anything would believe that nothing is going to happen to me when I die. But the question is, who is right? Because it doesn't matter what I believe. The question is... What is right is what only is what truth. I think is right. Because I cannot trust anyone else's opinion except my own. But that doesn't mean your opinion is right. You're either right or wrong. And same with mine. I'm either right or wrong. If you think about it in a, in a semi-scientific way, I mean, every option is equally likely because I have no reason to prefer one opinion over the other. But my what own opinion... You, what are you studying here? Uh, electrical engineering. Okay, so when I say 2 plus 2 is 94... Mm-hmm. It's an option, but it's wrong. No, it, it's valid, but, but I it's don't. Wrong. I don't subscribe to it. You're not going to hurt me, but it's wrong. Mm, actually, when you go into abstract Come mathematics, on, my Jewish friend. Come on, say <laughs> the word. It feels very liberating. Now, just say, sir, you're wrong. Go ahead, say it. You're, it feels so good. Maybe you're wrong. Yoni, what does Yoni mean? It means God gave. God gave what? You. Yeah. All right. We are at Georgia Tech on Wretched Radio talking with Yoni, the non-arrogant but better-than-me Jewish guy. Huh? How do you like that? I don't like it that much. You don't think you're better than me? I, I try not to feel that way. See, I'm telling you, I think you're a chosen people, and God still has a special plan for Israel. And I, you know what I think the proof is, dude? Mm-hmm. That you are still a people. Do you know? You lived in Jerusalem, for, or outside of Jerusalem, for a decade, right? Dude, let's go in the shade. Okay. All right? You were there for a decade, right? And... How many centuries were the Jews without a homeland when the Muslims took over? Seventh century, right? So what is that? Fourteen centuries, thirteen centuries without a homeland. There is no people group in the history of the world that has ever survived after two generations without a homeland, except the Jewish people. That's a miracle. Barely. But still, it's there. You're there, man. You got the land, right? I know, but what price? And you're a people. And you're a people. You're still Jewish. Even though you're dispersed all over the globe, you've still maintained that ethnicity. You know, you don't hear about the Baalites or the Ashtarites. They're, you know, they're, they're just all gone. Or you, know, you don't hear about those religions or those peoples, but you hear about Judaism and you hear about the God of the Bible. I think that's a miracle. I do. Well, it just so happens that the God of the Bible is worshipped by a very large percentage of the world's population. So it's not such a fringe religion, I guess. Okay, all right. Well, we've got to interrupt. we got to take a pause for the cause, which means we've got bills to pay, so we've got to play some commercials. Hang time. We'll be back in three short minutes as Todd continues his conversation at Georgia Tech with Yoni, the skeptical Jewish engineering student. Back in three minutes. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound, five ultrasounds, $140. Yes, they are expensive, but they save lives. 
and Preborn Ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with Preborn. Please consider supporting Preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. Now, if you're someone who has supported our ministry in the past, I want to first of all thank you for your generosity. You may not know this, but your gifts have helped us to reach millions of people all over the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. But know this, we're not done yet. We will continue to stand firm in the gospel and reach even more people all over the world, and we want to do it with you. That's why we're asking you to prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner. As you know, we exist to preach the gospel, equip others to preach the gospel, and of course, to strengthen the local church. So would you consider what it might look like in your life if you were to become an ongoing monthly gospel partner? That is only if you're not in debt and you're already giving to your local church. If those things are in order, then please consider joining us. Visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible. Philemon was a Christian and fellow worker with Paul. His slave, named Onesimus, had stolen from him and run away. By God's providence, Onesimus met Paul and became a Christian. Paul sent Onesimus back with this letter, urging Philemon to forgive Onesimus and treat him as a brother in Christ. This letter is a grand example of the gospel in action. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And we are back to Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. Before the break, we were listening to Todd and Yoni, the skeptical Jewish engineering student he's been conversing with on the campus of Georgia Tech. And so far, he's covered a lot of biblical ground. Todd's drawn connections between the Old Testament law and sacrifices and how Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment. Yoni, though, not yet fully convinced. So, Let's pray that he will be. Todd going to continue to reason from the scriptures now on the campus of Georgia Tech. It's a Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Okay, Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. they're put in the garden. Right. They're told not to eat. Mm-hmm. They eat. Right. They fell into sin. Right. What did they do as soon as they fell into sin? What did they do? What was their next activity? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember, actually. They made took leaves to cover up their, oh, yeah, their nudity because yeah, yeah. they were ashamed. Right. All right. But let me let me ask you something about that actual thing. But no, See, no, no. Me, let me, let me finish. I'm, quiz, I'm quizzing you. I'm quizzing you. All okay, right. so your heroes tried to cover up their own sin and shame. Yeah, sure. God finds them in the garden. All right. He killed the first animal ever. 
We don't know for sure what it was. I suspect it was a lamb, but we don't know for sure. He killed an animal. Oh, an animal that never broken. died. Well, that's what they did by sinning, rebelling against mm. God. But they tried to cover up their own nudity by themselves, by making their own clothes. God said, those clothes aren't acceptable. Here is a animal sacrifice covering for you because it's God who must cover sin. We humans can't cover our own sin. God must cover our sins. Okay. It's a picture, again, of an animal be, being sacrificed for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. The New Testament animal, if you will, would be Jesus the Messiah for the forgiveness of your sins. See all the Old Testament pictures going on? Sort of. A little bit. I, I see where you're going. No. All right, Cain and Abel. Quiz time. All right. Cain killed Abel. Mm-hmm. What did Adam and Eve do? I don't They raised Cain. It's one of my favorite jokes. Okay. What did, what did God do... When he, when he knew that this was going to happen, Cain killed Abel. What did he say was the problem? What, did, what was the fight? What was the source of contention between Cain and Abel? <laughs> eh? I don't remember. Taking you back? All right. Cain had made a vegetable sacrifice. He was a farmer. Right. Abel made an animal sacrifice. I remember. God found the animal sacrifice pleasing, but yeah, not the okay. vegetable. Once again, there must be a blood sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. Leviticus 17.11. There is no forgiveness of sins without think, the shedding think of blood. about modern Judaism. We don't shed... Except, actually, we do. Because you don't have a temple. We do. We do. We, we slaughter a chicken for Yom Kippur sometimes. Not me, but other people do. I, I understand that, but it's something that I choose not to believe in. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. But at least it's pretty compelling that all of those kind of fuzzy pictures in the Bible have a fulfillment in one individual who claimed to be the Messiah, who came to rescue you, he came to the Jews to rescue the Jews, to fulfill all the laws, to fulfill all righteousness, because you can't, right? But I, you see, I don't really think that that's the value of Jesus. I, I understand that that's why you believe in Jesus, but I, I feel like the social commentary that he provided was more... But it's not better, though. I mean, it's one thing to be able to live life in a more ordered way. That's a good thing. But it's better if there's a God in the universe who's mad at me for breaking his laws. It's way better to have somebody who can forgive my sins than to tell me how to live. You see, that's the thing. I don't like the fact that that God is angry at me for the way I live my life. I feel like, like the way I live my life is how I want to live my life. But, it, but it's fallen and it's broken, like me. I do it wrong. Because you know who I love more than anybody else in the world? Me. And you love you more than anything. And God says, I want you to love me more than anything else. But how can, how, how can, that's like an unreasonable expectation in my opinion. Well, we're fallen, we're broken, but the good news is there's somebody who has done it all right. You and I are hopeless and helpless. That's what the law shows us. You see, I don't believe that when, when I listen to investments or other things. Why would I believe that when it comes to religion? Someone else has the all the answers. When you are working out, you have to have a personal workout um, routine. How, how does everybody have the same exact solution? Well, we all have the same problem in this instance. Okay, you might be lacking leg strength and I'm lacking upper body strength. But then we need a different regimen. But when it comes to our lives, we all have the same problem. Because right. you would agree that everybody has sinned. We've all lusted. We've all lied. We've all stolen. We've all blasphemed. Of course. So if God is just, remember that line? Righteousness, justice, the foundation of his throne. But, th- but again, if we look at the Bible itself and we look at, at literal, the literal meaning, I don't see the justice in, in God. I, I see pettiness. I see a lot of different actions that are... You know what? Okay, let's try this. All right? Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is helpful because... 
The problem is, I think, is what we perceive the standard to be. You look at lying or lusting or pornography or whatever it is that you happen to do, and you go, look, boys will be boys. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Because your perspective is about two feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. But when you see some things, you think they're just despicable, like molesting a child. You'd go, that's that's nasty, right? Mm -hmm. right? Why did that become nastier than lying or stealing? Social constructs. Okay, now, imagine this. Let's say that your, your, your morality level, your holiness level, rose to the ceiling above us. It's not two feet off the ground. Now it's way up here. Now you'd look down and you'd see a lot of things in a lot more filthy way, a lot more reprehensible way, not because those activities became more violent or grotesque, but because your standard and your understanding of what is good and bad has increased. Are you tracking with me? I, I'm tracking with you, but I disagree. God is above the ceiling. He's so high... He's able to look down and say, all liars will have their part in a lake of fire. If you walk into the courtroom and you've murdered three people, and I've murdered five, or one, we're both murderers, and we're both guilty, and we're both in trouble. God looks down, and he is so into justice, he's not going to get let liars get away with it, or rapists, or thieves, or murderers. There will be a day when everybody will give an account for what they have done. Okay, no explain something cases. to me. What's the difference between... Uh, a murderer who killed five people and a soldier from biblical times that was told by God to go kill people. Yeah. One is a commandment by God. It's just God can kill any. He could kill you and me on the spot. Right. And that's Even what we women deserve. and children. Everybody deserves it. Women and There's children? Super- children who haven't even, you know, infants just born yesterday, they, they deserve to die? Everybody does. Do you remember what David said? In sin was I born. In iniquity did my mother conceive me. Psalm 51. We were born sinful. It's what we are. When Adam and Eve fell, he was our representative. It was killing you Jesus and I. sin? Oh, yeah. But <laughs> that seems like a little bit of a contradiction. The humans committed the sin, but you he know He wasn't born in you, sin, But though. you know who really? No, he wasn't. So what, so what exactly was his sin that, that made it? That's the point. He didn't sin. He took your sin upon himself. Mm-hmm. He took the punishment that you deserve so that God could be just and the justifier of those who believe in him. God must punish you. He's got to do it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be good and just. Thank you. I think I understand now. But God loves you, Mm. and he wants to rescue you and save you. Mm. And he gave you all those shadowy pictures of the lambs and the blood being sacrificed to let you know that Jesus, the Messiah, Mm. is the perfect sacrifice so that he can be just and still forgive you. So he's both things. He's just and kind together. The Bible says, for God it's like the ultimate soul, loophole. it's the ultimate <laughs> gift. You can call it a loophole, but dude, imagine this. If God, looking down through the tunnel of time, mm-hmm. saw you, knowing how many times you would use his name in vain, that you wouldn't thank him, that you would live your own way, make decisions all by yourself, right. not thank him for air, do dirty things, things that you'll never even want to talk about with anybody. He knew, you'd, he knew you were going to do it all, but he sent his son to be a sacrifice on your behalf. That is a loving God, is it not? Um, God could possibly sin. Say he knows what's right and he goes against it because he's omnipotent, so he can do whatever he wants. Then it, did Jesus die for him too? No, because God doesn't sin. So anything he does, even if it's a contradiction of his own... But he doesn't. He can't do it. He can't even do that. Why can't he? Because he can't go against what he is. God can't tell a lie. He can't sin because mm-hmm. there's no sin in him. And he doesn't have the desire for it. Last question, Mm -hmm. and then you scoot, okay? Yeah. Jesus dying for you. 
And you've got a kind of an image of what happened. He was beaten and whipped and scourged so severely that usually it would just rip through your back and your organs would fall out. But he survived, and he was beaten, spat upon, mocked. They teased him. And he's God doing this on your behalf, dying on a cross for you. For you. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever done anything more kind for you? My parents. They, they took the wrath of God. They did something greater than that. Yeah. Being thrashed by God himself on your behalf. But they brought me to the world. And that's a greater gift than right, but God is, But God is the one who made the whole thing work. And they did many nice things for you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But really, being beaten and hung on a cross, knowing your attitude toward him, but he died for you anyway. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be nice to a dog that comes running when you come home at night. But man, a dog that just makes a mess on the carpet, who bites you all the time, who never lets you pet him, he's a gnarly dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, a master that would sacrifice his life for a gnarly dog. That's some... We're the gnarly dog. We're the one... All we've done is we just shake our fist at God. We swear at God. We don't thank him. We don't give him what he deserves. And he's so good he died for us anyway to demonstrate his love for you. So, dude, we're part in company. You're still (laughs) Jewish. I'm still a Christian. If you ever get to the point where you start thinking, you know what, my conscience, which you have inside your head, is troubling me. And I need a sacrifice. Think about Jesus. Fair enough? Oh, fair, I can ask you to do fair it. Fair enough. All right. It's Yoni, right? Did yes, I say that it right? Is. All right. What is it called? What does it mean again? God gave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I wonder what that, that refers to. Is that you're the gift or God gave something else? I mean, don't know for sure. Your guess is as good as mine. And that puts the bow on that conversation with Yoni. Let's all be in prayer for that young man. But hey, look, we still have more witnessing still to go. Time going to continue to wander the campus of Georgia Tech when we return. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, first up, a new study out of the UK underscores the importance of fathers being involved in their kids' lives. Yeah, we could have told you that a long time ago, but there's research that's now caught up with that biblical principle that finds that dads spending quality time with their children can significantly boost academic achievement even more than income level. The study also showed that kids scored higher on math, reading, and science assessments when dads actively participate in their learning and school activities. In a culture where fathers are increasingly absent, and presented as dumb, this is a pretty good reminder that dads play a vital role in their investment. Well, it pays off. In education news from the UK, a Christian teacher is facing possible termination simply for sharing her biblical views on sexuality at an Anglican school. Christy Higgs is her name, and she was suspended after privately posting on Facebook about LGBT pride events in her town. She raised concerns about how pride ideology could harm children, because, yeah, it does. Though Higgs teaches at a Christian school, she was reported to authorities and now could lose her job after a years-long investigation. Another instance of Christians being persecuted for having biblical beliefs. Just makes no sense, does it? The Attorney General in the state of Florida this week asked the state Supreme Court to block a proposed constitutional amendment that would enshrine abortion rights. The amendment is set to appear on the 2024 ballot after receiving enough petition signatures. However, the AG argues the measure is misleading because it doesn't disclose that it would allow unrestricted late-term abortions. He urged the court to prevent voters from being fooled into radically expanding abortion access. 
Let's pray that works and the measure gets ripped off the ballot. Switching gears just a moment, the LA Times published a report earlier this week on apparent racism among birds. That's right. The paper actually ran an article. Someone actually took time out of their lives to write this article about different species of birds self-segregating in certain Los Angeles parks and neighborhoods. The writer blamed systemic racism and oppression for the birds' lack of diversity. And here I was thinking birds just like being with birds who look like them. Stupid geese. Well, on a more serious note, abortion rates have plummeted a whopping 31% in the state of North Carolina in the month after the state enacted a 12-week abortion ban. The enormous decline saved an estimated 1,300 precious lives in just the first month. And though I do wish that the entire abortion industry was abolished, let's save all we can while we can. And that's our latest Wretched News break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means a wrath-removing sacrifice. Jesus bore God's wrath on our behalf, and in return, we receive His righteous standing before God the Father. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. We are back. More Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. Well, Todd has been prowling around the campus of Georgia Tech. As most of you heard, he just spoke with Yoni, a skeptical Jewish student. Who's he going to speak with now? There are only one way to find out. There are people sitting here on benches looking like they're waiting for something. And so they're either uh, wait, wait, waiting for their lottery number to be called or a bus or something. So we're going to talk to them. Now, it might require going pretty fast, not a whole lot of dilly-dally, but that's, that's what we'll do, and we'll do it without getting arrested. And so it is, there's a fellow who's sitting on a bench here who is waiting for, uh, I, let's find out together. Sir, is this a bus stop? Yes. While you're waiting, could I talk to you on the radio? Sure. I'd like to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Sure. Have you seen this thing? It's been raging in the news. Apparently... This is your ancestor right here. This was you 47 million years ago. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Yeah. And what was your take on that deal? Um, well, on the news they said that it wasn't... Uh, they weren't exactly sure if it was... Oh, really? Ancestor. Yeah. They said that um, there's no direct link that's been established so far. But I was very interested to see... How come? Um... Just because I think it's the oldest fossil that's ever been discovered? Well, it's 47 million years old, and they some people think, although it hasn't been peer-reviewed, some people think that this was your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. Right. Yeah. Do you think we came from these? Do you think we evolved? Um, I don't know. I'm not too sure about it myself. Do you have any religious beliefs? Um, I'm agnostic. Okay. Um, How come? Well... The existence of God is also something that I don't think we'll be able to prove. Um, what sort of proof do you think you'd need? Um, something concrete. Like? Something that I can see myself. Do you think? 
or I can feel your, the effect of myself. What's your first name? Ambrish. Ambrish? Yes. No, what is, what, what, what's your nationality? Where does that come from? I was uh, born in India. Okay, Ambrish. If, if there's a god. Mm-hmm. And appearing in the sky, it said, Hey, Ambrish, sitting on that bench, talking to the guy on the radio. Mm-hmm. I exist. Would that get the job done for you? Probably would, yes. Okay. So you just need to see the effects of his work. You just don't need to see him. True, but I need to know that the effects, which are, which some people might claim are of his work, mm-hmm. are truly of his From work. It? Fair enough. Right. So if I said to you, Ambrish, mm-hmm. you're sitting on his work. The earth is mm-hmm. his work. The sky is his work. This is the result. You don't need to see God. You just need to see his handiwork. Correct. Wouldn't that be a reasonable presupposition? That this is his work? Well, that there's, if there's a work, there's a worker. If there's, some, if there's something organized and designed, somebody must have done that organizing and designing. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was a person. Something. A leaf is being taken from this spot to that spot, but it's the wind. It's not an animate object necessarily, or a person, or okay, a being. But it's, but it's a power, it's a force. Yeah. Okay, so there's a power, there's a force that made all True. the stuff that makes the wind blow. True. Would that be a reasonable, logical line to follow? Absolutely, but here's the thing. I And I completely claim that I don't know how the universe began or how everything began. Very or honest. How everything came about. But the difference between me and someone who believes in God is the fact that they automatically ascribe that to God. Maybe not automatically, but they ascribe it to a higher being they get there. versus me saying, I don't know. Has, That's- has anybody ever tried, Ambrish, to, mm-hmm. instead of addressing your intellect, have they ever tried to address your conscience to prove to you that there's a God? They probably have. You just didn't know about it? probably didn't know about it. You know what your conscience is, obviously. Right. Right? That little courtroom in your mind that says I've done right and wrong. Correct. And if that little courtroom Mm -hmm. was awakened and you realized, you know, I think I agree with what's going on in the courtroom in my brain, that might lead you to believe something, correct? Might, yeah. Right. Let's give it a go. I want to get into the courtroom of your brain right now. Would you consider yourself to be a good person, Ambrish? Yes. How many times do you think you've told a lie in your life? Countless. Countless times. All right. If I told countless lies, you'd call me a... Liar. All right, Ambrish. So you just admitted... Or someone who has lied. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, All right. man. Okay. How many things have you stolen in your life? Quite a few, I suppose. All right. Yeah. Kid. Uh-oh. Is that your bus? That's all right. Okay. I got all day. Dude, thank you for that. No problem. All right. So you've stolen some things. Mm-hmm. All right. This gets a little dicier. Hang in there. All right. How many times have you looked at somebody on campus or off and had a sexual desire? natural. But how many times have you done Quite a few. Okay. Today? I suppose, yeah. Okay. All right. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? If there's a God and you've used his name in a low way to kind of express disgust? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna play lawyer right now mm-hmm. and I'm going to do a little summary. Yeah. By your own admission, you're a liar, you're a thief, an adulterer at heart. Because you don't need to commit the act; it's just the thought life. Okay. All right, and a blasphemer. Mm-hmm. You die. You stand before the judge in his courtroom. Okay. Would you be innocent or guilty? Of what? Those those laws that I just ran you through, those rules that you've broken. 
would you be innocent or guilty of keeping the laws, breaking the laws, whichever way you want to put it? Well, you said to, well, you said in the end it all comes down to thought. Like, you don't actually have to steal something, you just have to think about stealing something. Well, yeah, that's part of it, yeah. Right. If, if God's standard is not just doing the act. Okay, stealing, let's face it, is worse than thinking about it. Right. But in his standard, in his courtroom, his standard of justice is, you think about it, that's a bad thing. Because he goes deeper than actions, he goes into the heart, the intentions, the desires. So let me ask you this. Yeah. How many times can you control what you think? You that, might be able to push it out of your mind, but the initial presence of it you cannot control well let's get to that in a moment but mm-hmm. here's how i might respond to that ambush is by mm-hmm. saying if you tried that with the officer who pulled you over mm-hmm. he's probably not going to buy it pulled you over for what doing what well, doing something wrong whether it's speeding whether it's some sort of crime and you said to the judge but judge come on be honest all these thoughts enter our brains i can't control myself the judge would say too bad you've broken the laws you're still guilty whether you can well, control then, yourself or not is kind of irrelevant. Well, then then you have to question the entire system itself, don't well, you? Well, you can if you'd like that, to, exactly but, it's defi- but it's definitely, if you will, it's a higher standard than what you and I would probably think of. Let me ask you this. Yes. How many people in the world do you think, what percentage maybe, do you think lie, steal? All of them, 100%, hands 100%. down, for sure. So if the system... By, according to the system, 100% of the people are guilty. Yeah. Really, nobody's completely that guilty. Or at least not everyone is. There can be degrees of guilt. Oh, absolutely. But when the system is set up that 100% of the people are guilty, the system is obviously flawed. Any, any no, well, the people are flawed. The citizens or, are flawed. Well, but people are people are made naturally. I agree, People but, that's, but that doesn't excuse guilt. Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, but if a hundred, if a hundred percent of the people are guilty about everything, it's not necessarily even some things that, that you know thoughts that occur naturally. You can't necessarily say that the system is foolproof. That the system is flawless. What about a child? A child, a two-year-old, my two-year-old nephew. If he steals something, he and he dies the next day. What 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 happens then? Let's again something we can ponder, kind of separate. But I don't want to let you off of the hot seat right now. Okay. All right, you. You're okay. an How old are you? Twenty-one. All right, you know better, right? Oh, right. You know lying is wrong. Yeah. In your heart, you know lusting is wrong. True. Right. Okay. There you are. Mm-hmm. You're all of those things. You'd be guilty before God if he's the just judge. So right. here's the question, Lori Ambrish. Would God send you to a good place or a bad place, to heaven or to hell? Mm. It's a good place, because in the end I am a good person. But the thing is, as you said, there's degrees of guilt. Um, I might even be in purgatory. No such place. No option. Uh, how do you know? Because I know. Because this is my game we're playing right now. Uh, so it's a game. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so would you go to heaven or hell? You're not a good guy. So you've told lots of lies. You've done lots of lusting. You've taken God's name in vain. The judge that you're standing in front of, who has given you life and breath and everything that's precious to you, you've used his name as a curse word. I find it hard to believe he's going to be thrown to pieces something. with you. He said, 
he's given everything to you, which mm-hmm. me, even the thoughts nope. that place me Those are in your front responsibility. They're yours. Uh, you own those. Everything that convicts, convicts me is my responsibility. Yes, but sir. That is correct. Everything that I have to thank for, to be happy for. Well, sure, is, and, that, and, that's, and that's pretty reasonable, Ambrish. Okay, for instance, let's say you're, well, you're king of this little fiefdom right here, well, and you provided say, everything for everybody, and they mm-hmm. broke your laws. Mm-hmm. You're not responsible. Right, right, right. They are. We will be back in three short minutes as Todd and Ambrish, the agnostic, continue their conversation at the bus stop bench right outside the campus of Georgia Tech. Hang tight. More Witness Wednesday straight ahead. This is Wretched Radio. Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles. And the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines. But they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org Bible, wretched.org Bible to join the Masters Academy International. Hey, hey, well, October is here. That means pumpkin spice everything, everywhere you look. (laughs) Plus, that also means football season is in full swing. Oh, and of course, the Devil's Day is coming up. That's right, Halloween is coming up. And I don't have to tell you that Sugar Hype kids are going to be coming knocking on your door, whether you like it or not. So you better be prepared. We've got a way to help you send them soaring higher than any cavity-induced candy you could ever give them. I'm talking about giving them gospel booklets from Wretched. You can give them the treat of all treats this Halloween, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have to skip the candy if you don't want to. No, you don't have to. You can actually include it with the gospel booklets, but gospel booklets are on sale right now in the Wretched store as low as 99 cents per booklet. Now through the 25th. And you'll want to order by the 25th, so you'll have have them in time for the Devil's Day. That's Halloween. Get them before they're gone at wretched.org. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, We can trust this ministry, Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry, 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Names of God. We learn a lot about God from the names given to him in scripture. One name is Jehovah Sitkinu, the Lord of our righteousness. 
Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 tells us that God made Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And we are back to Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. Before the break, we heard Todd and Ombrish speaking. Let's get back out to the campus now. It's a Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Speaking of games, I'm a big football fan. If the quarterback throws an interception, it's his response. It's his fault to a large degree. But if he throws a touchdown, you should get a lot of credit also. Ah, it's the okay, same thing. so you're trying to say, so now I've done if some do good things, good. it ticks off the bat. But football is not the justice system. True. Justice requires you do well, wrong, just, you get punished. Right, right. I'm just talking about the, the credit now, versus the blame I'm, I'm part. Not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I don't work at a carnival, so I don't read minds or anything. Mm. But here's why I suspect you're arguing with me. And coming up with some examples to try to get yourself off. Because the idea of being guilty and going to hell is not a fun idea. It's not. Right. It's not. But it's not just that. Um, even if I was... Even if we were talking about somebody who I absolutely did not get along with, somebody who I knew was not... was the worst of people, if it was Adolf Hitler. But I know if... You know, leaving aside all the bad things that he had done, if it was talking about stealing a pencil and him being convicted on that, I, and I knew if that was, if he was innocent or he was not deserving of the kind of punishment that he would have been getting for stealing that pencil, I would have stood up for him too. Here, let me give you an Okay, you're a smart guy, so I want you to follow this. This is important. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's say an ant is scootering across here mm-hmm. and boom, I step on it. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to me? What's the law going to do to me? Nothing. The human law? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing's going to happen to me. Now, okay. if I go downtown and uh, off some bum and get caught, mm-hmm. five years, seven years, ten years perhaps, something like that, Right. fly to Washington, mm-hmm. assassinate the President of the United States, bye-bye, I'm a goner. True. Right? I gave you three situations of murder. But in each one of those cases, the punishment increased. What changed in the scenario for me to get an increased punishment for the same crime? Uh, What changed? Can't exactly explain it in words, but... um, The one against whom I committed the crime. Correct, right. When you lie, Mm -hmm. you think it's no big deal. True. The just judge of all the earth thinks Mm -hmm. it's a very big deal. True. Okay, so it doesn't matter what the criminal thinks. It's the one against whom I've committed the crime. So lying is a very bad sin. Stealing, lusting, blasphemy. True. It's what he thinks about the crime. And so lying to God is a huge deal. Stealing is a very big deal. And so that is why the punishment is so severe. And that's why hell is such a bad place. Because it's a sin against the God of the universe who's way above us in holiness. Ambrish, having right. chatted now for a while and chatted mm-hmm. during the break here, let me lay this on you. And right. you just tell me what you do with this because you want to make sure that if you mm-hmm. believe something, it's actually true. Okay. So here's what I've tried to do with you mm-hmm. to suggest to you and reason with you that creation is proof that there's a creator. You couldn't ask for more proof than to, to know that there's a worker than to see the handiwork, the result of that worker. Right, right. Okay. Right. Now but, the question is, mm-hmm. who is it? Right. All right. 
I try to play around inside of your conscience to say, all right, I got this feeling inside of me. I've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. I've got a sense of justice. And if there's a creator and he's just, and I suspect he is, Mm -hmm. I could be in some big trouble here. True. Okay. If we progress that far, just come with me a little bit Mm -hmm. further. I shared with you, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's what I believe. All right. Mm -hmm. You and I have broken God's laws. We know it. Right. We're going to be guilty mm-hmm. as sin, and he should punish us, and we justly deserve temporal and eternal punishment from God himself. And the thought of that is horrifying, and it's also a little bit overwhelming when you consider everybody in the world deserves the punishment, the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Because God is just, he must punish lawbreakers, because that's one of his attributes. He's sure. just. He doesn't overlook it. Right. He, does, he doesn't have a file of unsolved crimes. He knows it all, including thought life. Mm-hmm. But he has another attribute, which is mercy okay. and grace and mm-hmm. loving kindness. But here's the dilemma, though, Ambrish. The just judge of all the world must punish lawbreakers, but he desires to save them. But he can't just let them go because then he wouldn't be just. Correct. So the only way to satisfy the demands of the law mm-hmm. is if somebody steps into the courtroom paying the fine for the criminal... Then he can be just and show mercy to the criminal, but only if somebody pays the fine. Right. Right? Meaning the criminal himself, herself. Well, the criminal, or if somebody on your behalf steps right. in and says, Ambrish owes a million dollars. Your Honor, I love Ambrish. Here's my checkbook. I'm good for it. Here's right. the million bucks. Right. He's practiced justice and he's practiced mercy. Right. Okay. okay. That's what Christianity is about. Mm-hmm. God practicing justice and mercy. Christianity is called Christianity because of Jesus Christ. Right. Perhaps, you know, maybe you don't know. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ claims to be God himself. In the Christian religion... I thought he claimed to be the Son of God. That's right. Isn't that what what Christ No, you're right. right? No, you're right. Yeah, the Son of God, there's the Father, there's the Son, and there's the Holy Holy Spirit. Right. Three distinct persons, but one God. Mm -hmm. God didn't have a baby and call him Jesus. Right. Jesus always existed. The term father and son is simply used to describe the relationship, the closeness, the intimate relationship. But they are three distinct persons, but one God. Okay. The father sent the son. Mm -hmm. The son took the punishment, the wrath of the father, Mm -hmm. on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Jesus took the punishment that you deserve for breaking God's laws. He was beaten. Brutally beaten by men, right. spit upon, mocked, hit with a stick, died on a cross, taking the punishment you deserve, right. rose from the dead on your behalf mm-hmm. so that your sins can be forgiven, so that you can be set free and God can take you to heaven and not right. punish you and send you to hell. Right. That's the Christian gospel. That's the good news of the gospel. It's frequently called the good news. Because the bad news is, if it's true, you're going to hell. Right. The good news is, if it's true, there God is will mercy. save you. Right. That's the good news of the gospel. Okay. Have you ever heard that before? Um, I heard most. I had. Um, I've heard most of the the story, but I, or most of the beliefs of Christianity, not the story. But um, I didn't know it was called the good news of the gospel. That's right. Right. Because it's if it's true, Ambrish, consider this. You know better than anybody else, right? And I don't need to grill you. Your conscience knows how many times you've lusted or fornicated or looked at pornography or lied or dishonored your parents. You Mm -hmm. know. Right. And if Jesus knew that about you, seeing down through time, Mm -hmm. a guy named Ambrish would live and he would die on your behalf. You have to confess that is the most kind thing that anybody has ever done for anyone. True. That is... 
the just being punished for the unjust. God yeah. taking the punishment of a God hater. It's an amazing True. story. It's well, an amazing it wouldn't, story. That that wouldn't make the person necessarily God hater. It would just be somebody who didn't abide by the by the laws of God. Well, won't argue that point with you, but somebody who continually doesn't obey the laws mm-hmm. suggests something that you're not very fond about the lawgiver. True. Right. right. Yeah. And actually, the Bible says, in our heart, we're actually we do hate, we're at enmity with God, we're at war with God, mm-hmm. because we want to do whatever we want to do. We like to live the way that we want to live. We want to have the fun that we want to have. True. We don't like being told stop with the fun. Right. And that's, by the way, is usually the this is the hinge, Ambrish. This mm-hmm. is this is the deal right here. Right. If you think you're a good person, you will never accept this message. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do what you're told, if you want to not give up the fun, your mm-hmm. lifestyle, whatever it happens to be, whatever you're into, mm-hmm. you will not heed this warning and this message. It's only when you agree with what the Bible says, yep, I am wretched, I am a sinner, I deserve God's wrath. Mm -hmm. And more than that, you see the amazing kindness that God demonstrated toward you. Just so you know, this isn't, sometimes people call it a hellfire message. You know, turn or burn, you're going, this is really important. Mm -hmm. You should be afraid of hell. You should be very afraid of hell, because I'm telling you, it is true. And lawbreakers are going. Mm Mm-hmm. But don't turn to the Savior because you're afraid of hell. Turn to Him because He's been so kind to save you from hell. Right, and I feel like that's the message that's lost plenty of times. I agree. It's People are driven more by the stick rather than the carrot. I agree. Yeah. But God, it should be His kindness that leads you to repentance. What you need to do, mm-hmm. says the Bible, is repent. Agree with God. I'm not good, I'm bad. I deserve His wrath. And you need to agree that Jesus is the God-man who took your place by dying on a cross, rising from the dead, defeating Mm -hmm. death, proving that he's God. Apologize for your sins and turn from your sins. It doesn't mean you become perfect. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you got a new attitude. Those things I used to do that I loved, I don't like those anymore. Right. And you flee from your sins and you put your trust in Jesus Christ, the only true and living God. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says if you will do that, if you'll humble yourself like a child and come to him in childlike faith, then... The work that Jesus did, credited to your account, you will be seen not only as not guilty, but as righteous because of what Jesus did. He kept all the laws that you've broken mm-hmm. and taken the wrath that you deserve. So you can be seen as justified before God. And that's going to wrap up another amazing Witness Wednesday, an incredible day of gospel conversations that we had the opportunity to eavesdrop on. We've got much more of that coming next Wednesday. We hope you'll come back for more witnessing then. But we also hope you'll come back here tomorrow, same time, same place, for more Wretched Radio. And until then, go serve your king.